How Wakantas Tested the Maidens From Echoes of the Forest by William Edgar Brown Read for LibriVox.org by the Alps of Texas How Wakantas Tested the Maidens An Ojibwe Legend Retold from Young's Algonquin Indian Tales Once in the days long, long ago In the land where spirits go In the beautiful spirit land Guarded by Manito's hand where the bright sun did ever shine on the scenes which were divine, lived a warrior, tall and fair, son of a powerful spirit there. This Wakantas, straight and tall, sought a maiden most of all, sought a bride to share his joy in this land without alloy, where the sun's unfailing ray ever would light them on their way, and the perfumed air serene moved the grass and the leaves so green where the elm and the stately pine gently swayed in the warm sunshine, but no wife in that land could find who was suited to his mind. Thus, that he might please him well, sought the land where mortals dwell. Long he searched o'er land and sea, but alas, in vain searched he, no fair maiden could he find who was suited to his mind, till he to a wigwam came where there lived a chief of fame. And two daughters, fair of face, charming in their winsome grace, at last he as a hunter came, with his load of fish and game, handsome and fair as brave could be, to this grim old chief's teepee, to the lodge where the maidens fair combed and braided their long black hair. Now Wakantas loved them well, and soon he fell beneath their spell, Ne'er could maidens more worthy be Of such a gallant brave as he. What to do he did not know, Because he loved both maidens so. Then he planned a test to make, To prove which maiden he would take. Now these maidens seemed to be Lovely in the same degree, Tall of form and feature fair, With a wealth of coal-black hair. Both seemed gentle, good and kind, sought some helpless one to find, that some kind deed might be done, ere the sun his course had run. But one maid was proud and vain, sought her selfish ends to gain. Though he ponder well the art, who can know a maiden's heart? Hidden in the mind's deep well, who her secret thoughts can tell? Calm, serene as deep blue sea, but as deep her thoughts can be. Thoughtless man, a dupe is he for such guileless witchery. Though they seem to come not far, not all maidens angels are. Now Wakantas, sore distressed, put the maidens to a test. Although more than mortal he, through their arts he could not see. But the bride price he had paid, asked the father for a maid, and straightway a proof would make of which maiden he would take. Wakantas told them he would go in the woods to hunt the roe. But as only such men can, changed into a poor old man, to his lodge his way did take when the others were on the lake. And only the maidens stayed at home to arrange their household work alone, 
to see if the maidens were within, he tremblingly drew aside the skin and feebly stepped inside the door, a wretched old man, lame and poor. Looking beseechingly around, that food and shelter might be found. Anwastakena, the proud maid said. Anwastakena, get out, get out. And screaming angrily in his face, ordered him sharply to leave the place. Oh, my daughter, great wrong you do, for I am aweary and hungry too. I fain would rest me on this seat and beg for something that I may eat. Oh, give me the food that I need, I pray, then I will start upon my way. But the proud maid said with fret and pout, Anwas the Kena, get out, get out. The while she kept up her abuse, Such people as you are of no use. The air is polluted by their breath. Their people ought to put them to death. Her ceaseless chatter continued she, till the old man turned him to Omemi. With pity, she looked at the stranger old, the while her sister did chatter and scold, and taking him gently by the hand, showed him the honor that guests demand. She made him a seat of the soft deerskins, and a fire to warm his stiffened limbs. She set before him broth to eat, and cooked him savory venison meat. Nor would she a word of thanks receive, nor aught would she do to make him grieve. It gives me joy to serve your need, and gladly I do this humble deed. Then, seeing the moccasins old and worn, and that his feet were bleeding and torn, replaced them by some beautiful ones, which she with her skillful hands had done. She sent him joyfully on his way, light-hearted and happy the whole of the day. As evening time drew on apace, Wakantas would soon come from the chase. Each maiden desired to be found neatly arrayed in her finest gown, of white doe-skin covered o'er with tinted shells from lakelet's shore. Now the proud sister soon did start to make her toilet with dexterous art. And hours she spent with greatest care To arrange her toilet and dress her hair. Omeme, mindful of others' weal, Cooked with care the evening meal, Giving her toilet but minutes few, That she the needful things might do. Soon from the river voices came, And Omeme heard them call her name, Likewise her sisters, and ran to meet Dear ones returning they loved to greet. To their amazement came to view Wakantas in his birch canoe, wearing jauntily on his feet the moccasins Omeme made so neat. I came this afternoon, said he, as a poor old man to your teepee, weak and ragged, hungry and old, seeking for shelter from the cold and food to strengthen my shivering form, and clothing to keep me from the storm. One maiden gave naught but abuse, saying the old man was of no use. She chattered and scolded, and then did say, Anwas the Gena, go away. 
Her ceaseless chatter was sad to hear, and no remonstrance would she bear. The other maiden, of gentle heart, with tender pity did impart to the shivering man who was poor and old, raiment and shelter from the cold. Drink she gave him, and food to eat, flesh of the savory venison meat. Wondrous words of kindness spoke, and not a word that would him provoke. On the soft deer skin she gave him a seat, and a welcome that made his joy complete. I have sought long years of my life for such a noble and kind-hearted wife. At last I have found her, this fair maid, and now I would wed her. The bread price is paid. As for that other, she shall be changed to a whispering aspen tree, that for all the future may be told the fate of maidens who chatter and scold. Then, to the horror of those about, the warrior's threat was carried out. Slowly but surely transformed was she into a whispering aspen tree, that she should trouble nevermore strangers who came to the great chief's door. Henceforth, all girls who fret and scold shall suffer like this maiden of old. Wakantas turned to Omime, saying, Thou, my beautiful bride, shall be. Unto the land of endless sunshine I will take thee to dwell with me. As his strong arm touched Omeme, into doves they were transformed. In the light air soared they upward, by their white wings swiftly borne. Neath the blue sky they together winged their way to realms sublime, where they should be always happy in that bright world of sunshine. Those who mortals' pathway tread, striving hard for daily bread, find the mountains rough and steep, find the path is hard to keep, find that thorns and thistles grow, piercing feet that onward go, bears and lions lurk and hide by the road on every side. But when toiling in life's road, struggling on with heavy load, blessed, thrice blessed shall he be who his brother's ills can see screen him from the burning heat help to guide his tottering feet speak kind words unto the old see him sheltered from the cold he has not sojourned in vain who his crust will part in twain that he may some pleasure know on his path some flowers strow like omeme good and kind, in good deeds her pleasure find. End of How Wakantas Tested the Maidens. This recording is in the public domain.